T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Followed the Lions once upon a time when he was at... uh up at the Detroit Free Press. Now he is senior writer and columnist for The Athletic in Nashville. He's also host on ESPN 102.5 The Game in Nashville. He is the great Joe Rexroad on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. Thank you for uh, for joining to the, the show today. So I guess we should start with uh, Jim Schwartz before we get into Vrabes and everything else going on there. What is uh, what is Jim Schwartz's reputation? What is he known for as a coach? Well, of course, Tennessee Titans fans who have been fans for a long time love Jim Schwartz going back to you know his time as as the D coordinator here under Jeff Fisher, which of course you know ultimately got him a Lions job, the wide nine defense, and you know uh, just being a, a really good D coordinator. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's so. So that, I mean, he's there's still a special place I think for him in uh, in the hearts of Titans fans, of course. And when then they brought him in a couple of years ago, I think there was definitely the thought like, oh, so he's coming in, you know, to be a quote unquote you know, defensive assistant, but really he's going to take over the DC job or you know be co DC or whatever. Um, didn't play out that way, and, and you know at that point, and I'm sure when he talks to press up there, he'll. You know, get into this, but you know, my understanding was like it was just at, at that point in his life, he did want to take a step back. He wanted to stay in touch with the game, in the game, but not be you know the full-on coordinator or head coach. And so, for a couple of years, he has been, I think, definitely an asset for the Titans. Um, I think he's been an asset for Shane Bowen, the defensive coordinator. Uh, but you know, still more of a of a. Uh, uh, what I'm, I'm, the word is eluding me. Um, basically, uh, you know, uh, not an analyst, but but essentially, uh, you know, another set of eyes in the building. You know, I mean, the practice field, Jim Schwartz, basically out there watching. You know, but so he's like a consultant, like basically, right? Thank you, God, consultant. Why did that? <laughs> is why, that the why word? I cannot grasp that word. Yeah. All right. We, uh, yeah, we so, salvaged yeah, it. Basically, consultant. Exactly. And uh, you know, it's one of those things too. It's kind of funny because. He came in, so the Titans had a terrible defensive year in 2020. Shane Bowen was not officially the D.C. You know, Vrabel kind of did the Belichick thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, who cares what the titles are? But he was the de facto D.C. They had actually the the worst third-down defense in history in 2020. Like, since the, that's been an official stat. Um, and... So, you know, the fans are angry, and it's like, you know, what is who, who's this Shane Bowen guy? 
Then he gives them the title in 21. So, of course, there's a lot of pressure on that, a lot of people unhappy, a lot of fans unhappy with it. Schwartz comes in the same year. Defense totally turns around. Now, I think I think personnel and just really adding pass rushing personnel was probably the biggest thing to Nico Autry and other guys. But, um, you know, I think, I think Jim Schwartz certainly uh, has been an asset and has been valuable. But, yeah, the Titans, you know, they've been – I think they've been – I guess hesitant to, you know, you don't want to give him too much credit. You know, you don't want to take credit away from Shane Bowen. Now there's any doubt that, you know, when you have someone who's achieved what he has in your building, that's going to, that's going to help you. Do you think there's, there's any chance that Jim Schwartz has aspirations to be a head coach again? Um, well, to me, the fact that, because I was really interested even a year ago to see if he might be willing to step back in, right. And, and get in for a job like this. I mean, to me, if he's if he's willing to jump back into the coordinator uh, role, I would think so, right? I mean, I, I would think that absolutely. If you want to take on that responsibility and all that goes with it, and you've been a head coach, and look, frankly, um, as you said, you know, I grew up sadly rooting for the Detroit Lions. So to me, it's like I've seen way too many good people go there and get lionized, you know, and. And it's like, oh, man, yeah. I, I still think Chuck Long could have been like an all-time great quarterback when he went to the freaking Lions, you know? But I feel like, you know, you have a, you have an experience like that. I would think that he would want to get another crack at that and, and hopefully with a more competent organization. Joe, because you do have the familiarity of his time in the Lions, was, was he a good head coach? You know, and to be clear on that, I mean, I didn't cover – uh, that that those teams at all. I mean, I, you know, but when I was at the Free Press, I covered Michigan State, so you know, I, I watched basically from afar. But I thought he was a good coach. I really did. I thought he was a good coach. I, you know, I, I mean, they just they really had. I mean, deficient teams, and um, you know, they had. I mean, their issues were more much more in personnel. I think back then, and, and look, the issues with that organization or a long time I mean, you're talking about one playoff win since 57 that means the issues go to the very top right i mean that's like there's no getting around that but no actually I, I always thought he was a good head coach who just was in a bad spot um, i mean i thought jim caldwell was a really good head coach too mm-hmm. and you know they moved on from him because nine and seven wasn't good enough nine and seven ten and six so uh, no, but I, I never thought I never thought he was over his head or anything. I just you know I thought it was just a bad organization. Is there a certain personnel um, that would define Jim Schwartz or or that he has to have for him to have success? Or maybe even a position group. That's a good question. I mean, I, when I think of him, I think you know you think of those Titans defenses and Cal Van and Bosch and um Albert Hainsworth but you know the the wide nine defense and the, and the just amazing pass rush you know so that's I mean that's what I think of when I think of Jim Schwartz and I know obviously he uh, he had some tremendous uh pass rushers and uh personnel up front you know with, with the Eagles as well so I mean that would be my off the cuff answer is I mean he is uh has always been a guy who has has been considered you know an innovator when it comes to rushing the passer and again the Titans go from you know, they go from the worst third down defense in 2020, he comes in, um, and they, I mean, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but they more than doubled their sacks. I mean, they they went from an absolutely moribund pass rush, and by the way, in 2020, you know, Jadavian Clowney was the big signing and completely didn't work out at all. And, of course, I know you guys have probably talked about Jadavian Clowney a time or two uh, over the last couple, uh, you know, last couple of years, but 
Um, certainly, like I said, personnel, Danico Autry coming in, Harold Landry becoming a really good player. But there, there's something. You know, you look at Harold Landry, uh, who had a huge 21 season, tore his ACL and missed this year. But some of those guys got better. And so you wonder, too, you know, how much maybe that has to do with Schwartz's influence. Jadavian Clowney not working out as a signing. We uh, cannot relate here in Cleveland. Not not one bit there. Joe Rexrode, <laughs> uh, senior writer and columnist for The Athletic in Nashville, or rather uh, for The Athletic with – oh, good Lord. I'm just going to continue on. Uh, we, we do have him on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Joe, um, it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Tennessee Titans – given uh, that they are, are changing out the coordinator position, given that John Robinson just got fired. So I'll ask you, because I like to think big here, would you take Tom Brady over Ryan Tannehill if that option came up this offseason? Well, there's something that we just never talk about on our show, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, basically that was like the entire show today. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm like – Let's see, three years ago, <clears throat> I covered the Titans winning in New England, and it turns out to be Brady's last game in New England. And I'm like, man, what a run. He's the GOAT, and he's just he's over the hill. You know, it's just you can see it. And so that that uh, offseason, of course, Tannehill had had this tremendous uh, breakthrough season, you know, replacing Marcus Mariota, taking them to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, it was more Derrick Henry than him, but he still was really good. And I was like, yeah, you got to stick with Tannehill. They did. And now here we are, and I watched Brady last night, and I'm like, ah, I mean, at some point, is it okay for someone to actually be 46 years old and all of this to say, okay, great job, but, like, you're 46, man. I know he's not yet, but he's going to be in August. But all that, all, all that to say, if, if I was faced with here this year, same conditions otherwise, but it's one of these two guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Brady. I'm going to take a shot at Brady and hope that he's still – I mean, I know he threw for a ton of yards this year. I do feel like, you know, we're seeing some decline. They were bad, though, too. You know, like they're, they're a bad team. You couldn't run the ball at all, um, just declining a lot of ways. But I would have to. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's last time out in the playoffs, of course, he threw three picks against the Bengals. And that's two straight playoff games where he's really performed poorly. And we know what Tom Brady has done so many times. So I'd have to go Brady. Joe, when it comes to Mike Vrabel, is he as uh, well-regarded and revered in Nashville as he is here? Because I think there were Buckeye fans who wanted him to take over for Ryan Day about six weeks ago. And I don't think there isn't a Browns fan out there that wouldn't trade Vrabel for Stefanski tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'd say there's probably a little less reverence when you lose seven straight games, right? <laughs> and you... You have uh, the AFC South one on Thanksgiving. You're up. You have a four game lead on Thanksgiving. You don't win it. So you know it's not like Vrabel's completely uh, free of, of blame or criticism here. You know a lot of things went bad for that team, but but for the most part, I you know I think the informed Titans fan um, understands that like he'd have all kinds of people coming after him if he were to leave here. He's been very good. He's been much better at his job than you know John Robinson had been recently at his job, which is why, you know, Vrabel is going to now have more power. And I think he very well may have final say on everything moving forward. And, of course, Robinson got fired uh, midseason. But you mentioned the Buckeyes. I mean, actually, some of us, I, I wrote the column a few weeks ago that the Buckeyes should throw the entire house at Vrabel if, if and when Ryan Day moves on. And a lot of Buckeyes fans actually got mad at me for that. But uh, 
Uh, but I, I, I believe it. I mean, the thing about Vrabel is I mean, he's really good, obviously. He's a coach of the year last year. He's a very good coach. But in, in kind of getting to know him a little bit, I actually think that in my understanding of his time uh, in, you know, in Columbus, I think he would be like a dominant recruiter. Uh, I mean, really, like I think, and I, and I think he actually loves recruiting. If you look, go back to when he's under Urban Meyer, I mean, he, he was a big, big winner on the trail there. So that's kind of where I look at it. Like sometimes you know, most NFL coaches would never consider, right? I mean, you're not going to leave the NFL for college, but it's not college football. You're leaving it for Ohio state. You're leaving it for one of those, you know, three or four programs in the country where you can just select your roster essentially and, you know, and play for a national championship, be right there every year. So I still, you know, we'll see what happens with everything. I would, I think Ryan day did a great job, obviously in the semis against Georgia showed why he's a good coach, but uh, if they go get punked at Michigan next year, you, you guys tell me Ryan Day isn't on the hot seat? Oh, no. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 One more loss to Michigan, and it'll change the way Ryan Day is viewed, if it already hasn't, given the, you know, yeah. there have been a couple losses. Joe Rexrode of the Athletic on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Joe, great stuff, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate thanks it. so much. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.